Well, I have to tell you, I'm very excited about both this episode and the one to come. Because last week, we talked about the very first message anyone ever heard Jesus speak. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then we talked about how the kingdom and its likeness and the way we're actually meant to live and be living within it then became one of the most persistent of Jesus's teaching threads. Well, in this episode and in the one to come, we come to my favorite of all of Jesus's teachings, the Sermon on the Mount. And honestly, I I don't want to belabor my introduction because I believe that you and I simply listening to it and then taking it to heart is actually the best thing that I could give you on this podcast for this and next week. But I'll simply say this, the more of my life and time and attention and pondering and obedience that I've given to the Sermon on the Mount, the more intensely real Jesus has become to me. That's the personal, that's the individual. And in the collective, I believe that if the worldwide body of Christ gave themselves over just to this one text, we would change the world in a week. So does that kind of pique your interest? Well, here's what I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine that it is the early days of what you and I would refer to as the ministry years of Jesus. It's the early days of people hearing about him at all. And there they are, all around the Galilee, hearing as you do rumors, whisperings of this magnificent teacher who seems to be a commoner like themselves and who stands less often in the synagogue, more often in the open air and speaks of a place called the kingdom. And if that wasn't enough, you've been hearing rumors that anyone who comes to him with any kind of ailment can instantly be healed by his touch, even by his words. And so you are indeed interested, curious, and you go to where the rumors say he will be next. Not right there along the sea. In fact, it's quite a hike away from the towns, over creeks, down through gullies, up and over the edge of ridgelines until you come to a broad meadow that sweeps up, up, up a tall hill. And at the top of the hill, you can see a small group, his disciples gathered around him. And you're not alone. There are hundreds, no, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of you who are coming from all the villages to be near to him. And so you approach, you come up through the tall meadow grasses, you get higher toward this rock upon which he sits sitting and talking to his friends. And as he sees all of the, again, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of you coming up toward him, his demeanor slowly changes. He adjusts himself sitting there on the rock. And today, we're going to listen to the first half of what he says to you with the most glorious and loving authority. He begins to speak. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, uh, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great, uh, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, uh, how will it be made salty again? It is good for nothing anymore, except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do men light a lamp and put it under the peck measure, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I, I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass away from the law until all is accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and so teaches others shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that the ancients were told, you shall not commit murder and Whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever shall say to his brother, Racha, shall be guilty before the supreme court. And whoever shall say, You fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. If, therefore, you are presenting your offering at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your offering there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. Make friends quickly with your opponent at law while you are with him on the way in order that your opponent may not deliver you to the judge and the judge to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Truly I say to you, you shall not come out of there until you have paid up the last cent. You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, that everyone who looks on a woman to lust for her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if your right eye makes you stumble, tear it out and throw it from you. For it is better for you that one of the parts of your body perish than 
for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand makes you stumble, cut it off. Throw it from you. For it is better for you that one of the parts of your body perish than for your whole body to go into hell. And it was said, Whoever sends his wife away, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, that everyone who divorces his wife, except for the cause of unchastity, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that the ancients were told, you shall not make false vows, but shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, make no oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you make an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your statement be, yes, yes, or no, no, and anything beyond these is of evil. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist him who is evil. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him have your coat also. And whoever shall force you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you in order that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax gatherers do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore, you are to be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them, Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. When therefore you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be honored by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your alms may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will repay you. And when you pray, you are not to be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners in order to be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will repay you. 
And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your heavenly Father knows what you need before you ask him. Uh, Pray then in this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. And whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance in order to be seen fasting by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not be seen fasting by men, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. My friend, as you listen, and as you're hearing all of Matthew 5 and half of 6, what is it as if the Lord Jesus is saying directly to your heart today? I'd encourage you to listen multiple times, maybe even this week, because I think each time we listen, we're absolutely thrilled at the way that his Holy Spirit, by these words, speaks to us yet again. So thanks for listening, and I'd sure love to hear from you what he's saying to your heart today. Have a great one.